Welcome back to Money News. It's uh, 33 minutes to eight. And at this time, every Tuesday, we talk small business. Scott Hayward's with us. Scott Hayward, financeguru.com.au. And of course, as a Victorian, you've been going through the budget today uh, to talk. Um, and we can talk about some of the elements. I don't know if there was a whole lot in there for small business specifically, but there was bits and pieces. Yeah, good evening, Brooke. Last week we saw New South Wales throw the kitchen sink. Well, Victoria threw the whole kitchen at the budget today. <laughs> the main benefit was businesses with payroll up to $10 million can now continue deferring payroll tax. If you speak to any small business on the East Coast, payroll tax is always going to be something that they dread. And for the 2021 financial year, the Victorian State Government said they'll increase the threshold for paying payroll tax on an annual basis from $100,000 down from to $40,000. So that's a win. Look, there's going to be a lot of public service people public service jobs that are going to be created and one thing that caught my eye today was uh, a 17 year old um, a barista on Facebook who'd lost his job he's on job seeker at the moment and he put out uh, as a public post and said I'm looking for work can you hire me is there an opportunity available and he had 39 messages of people that said we'll take you on and the real the budget today in Victoria was about small to medium enterprises being open-minded to rehiring staff, restoring hours, restoring hours, creating new jobs, and benefiting from the new jobs tax credit initiative, which will run for the next two years. And that means that if you are a small business or a medium business and you qualify under the tax credit. If you re-employ someone or if you don't drop them off at the end of March into April on from JobKeeper, then you can get a 10 cent credit for every dollar of Victorian taxable wages above previous years. So you're going to get 10 cents back in the dollar for just keeping people on, restoring hours. If you employ someone, again, you're going to get a 10 cent credit. Now, that, that's going to be something that a lot of small businesses are going to have to really look at, and I think that's really, really positive because the Victorian government have acknowledged that there's so many small to medium enterprises and also in New South Wales and Queensland that are reliant on people being motivated, employees, and again, we're seeing these people on job seeker that are slowly going to be you know, peeled off the subsidies and the support that they've received from the government. So getting people motivated and getting employers motivated to, to qualify for a tax credit of 10 cents is something that I think probably Queensland could certainly look at. New South Wales didn't do it, but New South, we have copied New South Wales in the stamp duty credits and other things that will help uh, mum and dads and also kids trying to get into the property market. Yeah, and uh, well, I think ANZ did the numbers pretty quickly this afternoon and with this extensive list of initiatives... It- as you kind of said, well, you've described it as the kitchen. I think that's a good description. Uh, they reckon it'll add about 1.1% of GDP to Australia's fiscal stimulus this year. So you've got $160 billion from the Commonwealth. You've got about $15 billion from New South Wales. So fiscal stimulus tipping over 10% of GDP in the current year. And you're going to have spending from other states as well. So this is all important when you put it together because you can incentivize small businesses or look, businesses small and large to add workers, but they're only going to add those workers if they think there's a, some kind of demand picture there that they think they're going to be servicing. So it's important. All this stimulus is going to keep the wheels of the economy turning. We've got borders reopening. People are moving around the economy again. So the, the economy is humming and that's why some of these measures should work. Well, that's right, Brooke, and it's all about the C word, and the C word is confidence, by the way. Um, so, so, you know, the confidence has now happened because Victoria's reopened, New South Wales has reopened, Queensland's reopened, the borders are starting to see some level of, you know, 
you know, travel, we've seen the travel stocks that you talked about earlier, where we've seen travel uh, stock, stocks such as Qantas up 3%, you know, Hello World up 4% today, Flight Centre also up more than 3%. Some of these stocks are starting to see this rejuvenation because people are starting to move around again. And in, in terms of the Victorian program, you know, we have been in a, in a disaster land. Like, we've been locked down for longer than we thought, but now obviously in a, in a pretty good space. But Daniel Andrews had a bullseye on his back six weeks ago, and everyone's forgotten about that. And $619 million for a job Jobs for Victoria program apparently will offer $250 million to support businesses through a six-month subsidy training young people and retrench workers who have been long-term unemployed. Now, that's a huge win. Now, the good thing is, Brooke, in my opinion, is that businesses now that they're back in the workforce are now starting to open their eyes again. It's like being a deer with headlights. What, what are the subsidies I can do? What are the benefits I can get? So, for example, I spoke to a mechanic today and he said, I can get a 50% wage subsidy on employing some apprentices until the end of March. Now, I may as well do that and see how they go because there are kids out there coming into summer that are motivated, they've finished school, may have finished uh, their VCE or high school exams that want a job. Um, a builder today said to me, he's going to put on three. Now, he, he said to me, he said, People are, you know, I know you're going to be talking to Brickworks in just a moment, which is going to be fantastic, but the amount of demand that we've seen for Bunnings, the amount of demand we're seeing for bricks and people doing renovations, people have got to go and get the timber, bring it back to the house, get the bricks, bring it back to the house. You can get an apprentice to do that, and they can still learn how things are done and how a small business is run along the way. So I feel as though there's an opportunity for over summer where people are looking or going back to their holiday homes or their rural or regional homes across New South Wales, Queensland or Victoria. They'll say, oh, I could probably do this. I could probably do that. For some people, this is going to be their forever home. So I'm really interested to see what Brickworks say about that. But but targeting younger people and giving them an opportunity who may have been out of work or may have been um, a bit on subsidies, it's only four months to go until the tap's turned off. JobKeeper goes in four months. The job... The federal government is not going to extend JobKeeper beyond March 31. We know that. So now is the time for the East Coast to start, you know, cranking up jobs, cranking up confidence and having a real crack and looking at the amount of government support that apprentices and trainees are being given, especially women over 45, which happened in Victoria today, where there was $10 million to help female entrepreneurs access startup capital. Again, all of this is something that other states could possibly follow. But as I said, yes, Victoria did throw the kitchen at the budget today. <laughs> Who knows how it's going to be paid back? I don't know, but don't ask me that question. Uh, well, we'll speak about that another day. <laughs> That's what we're doing, isn't it? We'll worry about that later. That's the kind of uh, tact we're taking. Now, we, there is a, a warning we've got to talk about if we're going to talk small business tonight. I was seeing there's, there's been a rise in cyber attacks. There's been 4,255 incidents of email compromise scams in the 2019-20 financial year, and it's costing small businesses or has cost $142 million dollars. Business email compromise scams. Um, some of them are they're pretty sophisticated. In fact, often they are. Well, the thing that we've had, Brooke, is we've had boredom. And we've had international boredom where everyone's been in lockdown at some point in time. And most of the scams have come from uh, the ATO letterhead where people have replicated the tax office if people have been on JobKeeper or JobSeeker or if they've asked for tax file numbers or if they've asked for identities. Uh, that's where the, the emails have come from. And again, the tax office have told me many, many a time they will not contact you via email and they will rarely contact you unless you phone in rather than them phone you. And most of these online scams have been an ATO letterhead fake where you've said you haven't qualified for JobKeeper, click here, please re-enter your detail, you have qualified for JobSeeker or JobMaker or job builder, whatever it may have been, unfortunately a lot of small businesses have fallen for that because they haven't been able to engage their accountant and that's been really tough because accountants have been working from home and they've been under pressure and under resourced as well. So look, 
all, all I can say is that an email needs to be replied to with a number to say, please call me to discuss. You just cannot click and assume that that is exactly what the email represents when you do see some of these tax office emails because it's more likely than not they're going to be a scam. I'd say 99% of them are a scam. The other thing that happened this week that probably also caught your eye was the High Court decision in New South Wales about business insurance where we saw IAG do a capital raise and QBE shares have fallen. We've also seen Suncorp shares fallen now. Small business owners who have business interruption insurance, which is not a lot, but we saw it after the fires in New South Wales and Queensland, it, it, be, it become an insurance policy that people either renewed or certainly looked at. Well, now there is, a, a, I wouldn't say a technicality, but people who are small business owners need to see if they've got it. There has been a ruling from the, the court, a high court, where both IAG have raised some money up to $850 million in a capital raising because they've lost. If you do have it, please contact your insurer tomorrow if you are a small business. Check the policy. Check if, you are, if your business has been interrupted via COVID, via rent, via electricity bills, via wages, and see if you can claim. It's a call worth making. Thanks so much uh, for joining us to talk small business. We do that every Tuesday this time. Scott Haywood, financeguru.com.au. Catch you next week. Thank you, Brooke. And after the break, as uh, Scott said, we are speaking with the CEO of Brickworks. I mean, if you're talking about an economic recovery and watching that play out, this guy's got, I reckon, the best position in Australia. Brick by brick, that's how they're going to do it. We'll talk to him next.